0: Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk, Alternative. All right, Southern California, hey, happy day to you, and welcome to a special edition of the normal two-hour expanded edition Today is a double-topic day, so this is a first, or or something that hasn't occurred in a long, long time. The first hour, we are going to do a topic on the seven levels of consciousness on the physical plane. So we're going to take a look at the the seven dividing levels on the physical plane, which should be a lot of fun. And we'll be able to take about eight or ten callers in the first hour. If you have any questions on metaphysics, astrology, karma, or a personal question about your life... Right, Asia? you got to get it. Can you say hello? Are you there? Hello. Hi. You want to say hi to anybody?
1: Yes.
0: Who do you want to say hi to? Farley. Is Farley your pal? I can't hear you. You have to talk. Yeah? Yes. Okay. How old are you? Four. Four. You know what your sign is? <laughs> I forgot. You forgot your sign? <laughs>
1: Sagittarius.
0: You're a Sagittarius. Do you like to travel? You have to talk. I can't hear you unless yes. you tell ta- Yes, you do? Where have you gone? Anywhere recently?
1: Yeah. Where? To the beach or
0: something. To the beach or something. See, I have a four-year-old in the control room with me today. I have a private audience here with a four-year-old, but she's adorable. Is there anything you want to tell the thousands of people that are listening, Asia? Yeah. What would you like to say? <laughs> I feel like Art Linkletter for some reason. <laughs> okay, you sit back and listen to the show, okay? Hi. There's her big debut on the radio now. I had an 11-year-old here once, and they didn't say a word, so the fact she opened her mouth, I salute that. All right. Anyway, I just want to let you know I'm not alone. I have a four-year-old child, and she's behaving great. She has her headphones on and everything. Okay, now this is a heavy topic. If you've been listening to the show lately, last week we did the seven principles of expression, and we talked about the multidimensional self, which I thought was a very exciting show. Yesterday was my transit show. I did a show on the seven levels of existence or tried to disseminate between the levels that we could possibly sense. And I also made mention that I felt that each of the seven levels of existence was divided into 7 sub levels. Now because I haven't visited the other 6 lately actually including God, I haven't been there for a while I guess. I decided the best I could do is give you my opinion of how the physical dimension how this plane of existence is divided into 7 levels, which I have now identified. If you ever heard me do this show before on the 7 levels of consciousness in the physical plane, you've heard me talk about the different levels but you probably haven't heard me identify what each level means. So today we're going to give words to the levels now and also i want you to know that each level does overlap the next which means you can have some leakage from level one to level two or level two to level three or level six to level five and so forth so remember that what i say for a particular level could overlap into the next and you can write down the levels right now so you have them now these are farley malaris's levels so this is my opinion my creation and what i have found to be true in my meditations and my visions and my teachings so if you want to try to figure it out more yourself, then it's up to you to try to figure out your own program. But meanwhile, I believe that the lowest level is called the stone level, and level two would be the rock level. Then level three would be earth, the earth level of consciousness. Then level four would be the air level. Level five would be the fire level. Then level six would be the ether level, and that level seven would be the messianic level. Once again, stone, rock, earth, air fire, ether, and messianic. Now basically what happens as human beings, we come into this dimension and we actually try hard to qualify for I would say ether or messianic levels or even fire level to get out of here. In other words, you have to reach what I would believe the fifth level of human consciousness in order to qualify to go beyond the pull of reincarnation. Basically meaning that people stuck in level one, two, three, and four still probably have some obsessions, some compulsions, some selfish desires that can attach them to the planet and keep them here and actually pull them back in following lifetimes and such. I want you to know that I do believe that even though man supposedly was created equal, that still, because of our karmic state, because of our karmic bank and our state of karma in our consciousness, our awareness is not equal. So even though we might have been created equal, our consciousness really is not. Some people out there that are much more aware than others and sometimes trying to communicate with people in levels below you will either be difficult, impossible, or very confusing. Now, level one, which is the stone level, is the lowest form of human consciousness, and it should be obvious the type of characters or creatures that dwell. <laughs> Talk about creatures here. I'm not putting humans down, but in the stone level, we are definitely talking about atheism, or at least disrespect of any God force. Somebody who would place much more importance on anything else on this planet, materially, above and beyond, the spirit so we're talking about the obsessed being the addict the alcoholic somebody who places more importance on things in this level of consciousness the material world right than they would on anything connected with the spirit obviously the stone level conscious person would be a criminal possibly someone that might kill without thought or compassion a gang member somebody who places more emphasis on drugs cocaine power manipulation dominance even money So we'll call this the level which has absence of spirit and abundance of atheism and disrespect for the spirit and obviously the lost soul, the person who is wandering. If you're looking for pure evil, you could probably find it down here in the stone level. So obviously they're not going to understand astrology or metaphysics or religion or even care to hear about any of that. In fact, they'll be the ones to kill you for a dime or a nickel or an ounce of coke or a gram of coke or whatever. Now, (laughs) <laughs> Enough with that level, right? God protect us from the stone people. And it's funny, hey are those people, they're stone. You're right, they are stone. Okay, now level two is called the rock level. Close to stone, but still a rock. And this person here I would call a curious person. This person here is searching, wandering, confused. They still may be tied to a need for drugs or alcohol or pot, although not really an addict not really in a situation where they would be pulled down or or held down or are kept in a situation where they are totally a lost soul. So there's hope for this person. This person might even, through instinct, read their sun sign horoscope in the newspaper. And this person, actually, there's a lot of curiosity there. They might be an agnostic. They might be somebody that's been an atheist or wavered back and forth between believing in God or not believing in God. But still, they're depressed. They're negative. The rock-level people are very negative, very critical on themselves and others, and a lot of times are still into the manipulation, domination, competition, and obsession. So they don't know about meditation, they don't know about church, they don't know, you know any of these things that are symbols of humanity still don't exist at the rock level. But like I say, there's hope, they're curious. There is a lot of dogmatic thinking in the rock levels. Frankly, the hypocrites fit in this one. People that pretend to be religious, that will go to church, but then will go home and beat their children or beat their wives, or get drunk after church or whatever, so the hypocrites will live in the rock level, and uh, obviously they have a problem. You know, during the show today, I'm going to ask you what level you think you're on, (laughs) so so you might want to be thinking about this. And obviously, people that are hooked on things like cigarettes and like booze and like drugs and such, are you're going to find them in the stone and rock levels because they're damaging the temple of their soul, their bodies, and they haven't yet learned that respect yet. Okay, now level three. Aha, we've gone far, pilgrims, with this level. The earth level has much more hope in it. In the earth level, you will find the person that literally will go beyond the sun sign astrology now. They definitely read their horoscopes, and they may even get their charts done. They might not even know what their moon sign is, but they'll have their astroscopes in front of them, right? And these are people that are approaching open-mindedness. They're still obsessed. They still may smoke. They still may have an occasional drink. But the fundamentalists, I believe the fundamentalist religious people also will reside in the earth plane, because I still think there's a lot of dogmatic thinking here. I do think there's the person that will actually fix their philosophies, adhere to them, and try to shove them down everyone's throats. So we see real aggressive behavior. You know, earth plane people, third level people have grown, and they have evolved, and they have reached a point where they're no longer stone or rock, and now that they found something, they want to share it right away. You know, they want to force it on you right away. And you know, you will find people in the earth plane, in the third plane of existence, slipping back down to rock and stone and coming back up they may be an occasional addict or an occasional drunk have a setback and get drunk all weekend you know so you know what i'm talking about this is like a yo-yo scale here where you can go back and forth and the selfishness still exists parents that hoard their money from their children they force them to suffer and be poor and say, you go ahead and do it you go to the school of hard knocks and you're it's not bad for the kids but the parents can still give them a couple bucks and help them out right so that's level three now level four. There's a lot of hope here. In level four, we call this the air level of human consciousness, and we're talking about the seven levels of consciousness on the physical plane, in my opinion. Now, this is a person that has not only got their chart done, but they've know it. They've memorized their planets. If you know all of your planets by sign, by degree, and by house, if you are someone that meditates, if you live close to a holistic hot lifestyle, which means you've stopped smoking, You stop drinking, except for rare occasion, right? Once every six months, maybe if that. You don't need to eat meat. You're near a vegetarian, or at least a lacto vegetarian, when you're into chicken and fish. And you are a meditator, and you understand metaphysical principles. You've let go of dogma. You're now open minded. You're on a search for further truth. You're on a quest for truth. You are a true student of God and of metaphysics and of open mindedness. Then you are an air person. You are level four, which I think is a nice place to be. And I hang out there. I visit level four all the time, you know, like I go back and forth. But level four seems to be real comfortable as far as at least understanding the laws of karma and understanding how to absolve karma. You finally understand the laws and the principles of the universe. At least you're on the search. So you've opened your mind and you've rebirthed to that higher level by being in the fourth level of consciousness. And literally when you're at the fourth level, you have the capabilities to rebirth to the fifth. And once you reach level five, the fire level, you qualify to possibly leave the dimension and and overcome the reincarnation pull and get beyond it. Now, in the next segment, we are going to talk about the fifth, sixth, and seventh levels, fire, ether, and messianic. And today's topic is the seven levels of consciousness in the physical plane. We've given you some really heavy metaphysical topics this last week or two, so a lot of you growing and trying to figure out the system. This show is for you. Now, for those of you that are wondering what your level is, are you sitting there and you don't have your planets memorized? In fact, you haven't even got your chart yet're so I'm stone man, I'm in the rock level." Well, this is your opportunity. <laughs> you know a lot of people say, what does astrology have to do with consciousness? Well, I have found a lot of people that are into astrology are not dumb. Most people I find that are into astrology like yourselves, are professional people, career people, headed for a silver lifestyle, either on level three or headed for level four or maybe level five. So astrology, in my opinion, is a way for us to understand this uniqueness and the separation we have chosen through analyzation of the chart at birth. At the same time, it is a way to help you overcome this illusion of separation and reach for higher levels of consciousness, not only on this plane, but beyond. This hour's topic, which is on the seven levels of consciousness in the physical plane. Don't you love this topic? Isn't this high? I just, I love this stuff. How the heck are you supposed to know what you're doing unless you jump out of the water, get out of the pool, and take a look around, smell the roses, and see what's going on? You can't tell which level you're on till you know about them, you know? You go up to somebody at stone level and say, Hey, you know you're stone level? Go, yeah, I know I'm stone, just what it is. It's not funny, it's sick, really. Let's go to level five now. You know level four is the person that is a full astrology student, a metaphysical student, a meditator, and someone that's aware of all that. Now, one step beyond in level five. When we get beyond the air level to the fire level, we have the teacher. We have just got to a person that finally has reached a point in their life where they can share. That's right. They can share. They have the knowledge, and a part of having the knowledge and overcoming selfishness is besides the fact that you might have gotten into this whole thing, metaphysics and astrology, to help yourself and to take the edge off, part of the trick behind absolving karma is to share the light with others now that you've lit it inside of yourself. So the level five person, the fire level person, is the teacher's teacher. This is a person that will become a counselor. Besides the fact that if you might have had some psychic ability at level three in the earth level, where you had a lot more psychic ability in level four, the air level, level five in the fire level will actually be the psychic counselor. Also somebody who is a meditator quite regularly and can teach meditation at the fire level, of course selflessly speaking. Somebody here who is probably a total vegetarian, not always but oftentimes total vegetarian, many times somebody who is totally holistic or at least a total healer, where there may be some healing ability in the earth level, level 3, and quite a pronounced healing ability in the air level, level 4, there is a knack, a talent for self-healing in level 5, where you should be able to avoid serious health problems and control your health, maybe even help others, and also become a healer for other people too in level 5. So the true healer exists at level 5. Now obviously at level 5, the fire level, you are aware of the oneness of God principles. Your telepathy is, and your psychic and spiritual ability is well developed and you can plug into the oneness that you share with all people and possibly all things, even animals, vegetables, and minerals too included in that. So we're talking about a quite evolved being and one who would actually have the choice of not needing to come back to earth unless they wanted to serve as a teacher when they come back. A lot of children are born into the fire level of consciousness and they're like prodigies at children. And they're quite evolved at that, quite aware at that level. Now we're getting up there, folks. Not too many people are at these other two levels, so don't be calling me up and saying I'm ether, Farley, because you'd probably be dead if you were ether. But anyway, the sixth level of consciousness is the ether level of consciousness. And let me tell you about this being. This being is definitely one with God and one with the universe, and they know it. Literally, looking at an astrology chart, are looking into someone else's eyes, are sitting in a crowded room and looking at people. You can feel their whole lives. You can feel everything. This is beyond psychic. This is already getting to eerie. It's uncanny how much you feel. You could even feel suffering and happiness and starvation and pleasure in other parts of the world. Astral projection is an everyday event for level 6 ether type people. And these people have totally left their egos behind. They are totally selfless, totally humble, they're almost in a 24 hour state of meditation, whether they're sleeping or not. They have no needs for materialism at all. They have totally overcome materialism and maybe even lust, but they might be a pure celibate. Even if they're married, sometimes sex doesn't have the type of importance as blissful communion would have and adhere to at the ether level, which sometimes I envy because I say those of us with Scorpio in our charts might find it tough to get up to ether. But some people do evolve to that level. A lot of our sages throughout history, a lot of our People claiming to be teachers and messiahs and religious leaders have reached that level of consciousness. And I would say that there is some communion with the God force. Here you are one with God and you sense that oneness in all things on earth. You are not quite as in touch or in communication with the God force beyond this earth as you would be at level 7. And obviously there probably aren't many, if any, people alive that are at level 7 because, of course, no one alive who is at level 7 would ever claim to be at level 7, which is the messianic level, the Christ level. And obviously a lot of you that understand Christ as I do know that he truly and purely was at that level when not only he did plug into the oneness with God, the oneness in the universe, but he actually was in a position to channel the God essence. And this is literally beyond human. This person at level 7, the messianic level, far away from the Stone Age and the Stone level too, I might add, is a person that has totally overcome... Almost the need for nourishment. This person is wizard-like in their abilities to literally manifest things. We're talking about levitation, someone that could fly, someone that could instantly heal, create miracles, manifest objects. We are talking about a person totally in control of their God-given creative process that is fully developed at this level. So this person would definitely, specifically, appear as superhuman, like a superhero, and obviously a person that reached this level, like the Christ, did it in a big way and there was a lot written about it even though it's been misinterpreted I do feel that all people have the abilities and the mechanism and the qualification to reach level 7 which is the messianic level which I believe that a lot of people will reach in the new age in the Aquarian age when we will see people that will be symbolized as a channel of God or symbol of God essence of God in the human form who knows how long they'll last I frankly don't think a person at that level can stay on earth that long that's why when Christ reached that level he was taken up. He went up, because it was literally too painful for him to remain in this dimension at the messianic level. So, pretty awesome topic, huh? What level are you, huh? Do you have any idea what level you are? Give me a number, give me a number, come on, is it? Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, Vicky's in the studio with Asia, and she said two and three. Oh, that's that's humble of you. You're probably at least three or four, but you're going to study your chart tonight, right? <laughs> and uh, don't ask me what level I am, because I don't know, I'm not going to say, and it doesn't really matter. I'm just trying to be the best I can be, and help you discern where you might want to be or where you're going or whatever. All right, isn't that a neat topic? That is really one of my favorite topics in the history of the show, the seven levels of consciousness in the physical plane, the stone, the rock, the earth, the air, the fire, the ether, and the messianic. And we're ready to go to the phones. Let's go to a first-time caller on line number, hmm, I can't tell who's on what here. Angus, I'm sorry. Angus is a member on line number two, Pisces, Feb 23, 1960. And hello, Angus, how are you? Hi, Farley. What level are you, Guy? I'd say I'm a firm three going on four. <laughs> Far out. You know your chart yet? You memorized it? I haven't memorized all of it, but I'm pretty aware of it. Okay. Have you uh, gotten into meditation yet?
1: I'm starting to. I'm starting to get into crystal meditation, and uh, I've taken Reiki, and I'm really expanding on uh,
0: Great. getting into all these. I guess you like this topic then, huh? Oh, it's an excellent topic,
1: Farley. What can we do for you, Angus? Uh, well, I wanted to find out my Sabian symbol.
0: Okay. What degree? It's 21. What sign? Capricorn. And you, let's see, Capricorn rising at 21 degrees, and the essence vibration of the separation you have chosen is a softening of impatience towards those of lesser development, a leaning towards sympathetic reactions to those who fall short of standards set in rigidity, a lessening of willfulness. Does that make sense? Kind of, yeah. Okay, thank you, Angus. All right, thanks, Bobby. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's go to Marianne now, a first-time caller, Capricorn, Libra rising. Hi, Marianne.
1: Hi, Farley. I wanted to say thank you. I just discovered your show last week, and your subject are wonderful.
0: What level are you?
1: Well, I'm a practitioner, Farley, and I teach meditation. And so I would say I am a five.
0: There you go. Very good.
1: I've had glimpses of six and experiences of six, not on a regular basis, and uh, sometimes in meditation. I've had maybe, a if you understand, a split second uh-huh. of what seven might be like, you know, that indefinable God-like union.
0: Okay, Marianne, let me ask you this. As a practitioner, do you think this system that I've developed as far as the seven levels is a good system? Do you think it's okay enough for the people to hear? Absolutely. Then you relate to it then? Absolutely, completely. You've actually sort of identified these levels yourself then?
1: Yes, which is what prompted my call because I have been enjoying your subjects, and. As a practitioner, I felt you are definitely a practitioner and perhaps give me some guidance.
0: God, I'm trying, I'll tell you. <laughs> I try. I go down to four and three, I guess, occasionally, but I try to stay at five. At least when I'm on the air, I'm, I hang at five, I guess.
1: Well, we're all human, and I certainly go down to d- different levels, too. I think that's the test on this planet. Uh-huh. And I feel I've been tested. I don't know what happened. I started this year with a bang, and then when Saturn went retrograde, things slowed down. And then when Mercury went retrograde, it's as if I have a whole lifetime has changed, and whatever it was I was or what was happening in the beginning of the year is dead and
0: gone. What degree is your Libra rising? Seven. Uh Uh-huh. I think part of what's going on in your chart is that all these planets that were hanging out early Capricorn, like Saturn and Uranus, they backed into Sag. See, they had been trying your Jupiter and Saturn in Taurus, and they were conjuncting your Venus and Capricorn, which was a real major growth period for you, major advancements and success. Now, what's happened is your chart is like a piston, you know, and and when everything was there, it went forward. Now they've all backed up, so you're getting ready for another step in your program here where you're being prepared for an even higher level when Saturn and Uranus go direct over your Venus again, end of this year and all of next year, and then trying your Jupiter-Saturn all of next year should be the best year of your life then.
1: Wonderful. Would you tell for all of us
0: listeners when the planets go direct, when Neptune and... No way, Marianne. I'm not going to... You think if I gave that information out, I'd be cheating then, (laughs) wouldn't I? No way. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Here goes. Ready? Okay. Okay. Uranus goes direct September the 5th -hmm. at 2.43 a.m. to finally leave Sagittarius for 84 years. And Saturn will go direct at the end of August, right there, August 30th at 3.03 a.m., Finally, leave SAG for twenty-eight years, mm-hmm. and Neptune will go direct. Finally, it'll be direct in September, September the eighteenth at eleven twenty-nine a.m. Thanks for calling, hon.
1: One more thing I wanted to say: I noticed that you talk a lot about drug addiction, and I salute you. I'm a sober alcoholic of eleven years, and I think that that's wow. one of the most important things you can do for your readers is to let them know how drug addiction and alcohol addiction is the detriment
0: to the soul definitely
1: and uh, i salute you and thank you very much
0: god bless you bye yeah a lot of us have been there right <laughs> a lot of us have been around the block a few times had that guy come and say hey buddy you want to buy this right here it's a little joint rolled up in a paper here and they could smoke it stay away from hollywood boulevard right okay <laughs> let's go to line number four and talk to an old friend a good supporter here chris who is a taurus scorpio rising hi chris hi Polly. how are you i'm pretty good cool okay. what level do you think you're on
1: well, I'd like to think I'm a pretty solid, maybe
0: 3.5. 3.5.
1: Yeah, I'm really trying hard to learn all my planets, and they're, they're
0: meditate healthy. regularly and be holistic. Okay. I'm
1: trying. I'm trying.
0: Well, there's hope for you, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I talked to God the other day. Oh, <laughs> he, man, said, he said, "Farley." He said, "Farley, my son, we're going to help this girl, Chris, out of here." Okay. Oh,
1: good. She needs some help. Did
0: you know that God was a black woman, by the way? Oh. <laughs> I know many people knew that, but okay. What can we do for you? <laughs>
1: okay, as uh, That's true. I can probably recall, I just had a chart done for my boyfriend and I'm trying to dissect everything a little bit here, but we decided to get married. So I was hoping you could tell me what would be a good date and what we might expect.
0: Oh, wow, this is going to be one romantic marriage. Woo, I'm excited okay. about this. We are going to literally go berserk in this honeymoon here. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> now let's see. I haven't looked for a while at the best date, but Easy let me...
1: see a couple, that's fine.
0: Well, um, gosh, I don't know if it's going to be in 1988 is the problem. No, it's
1: going to be 89. I was hoping...
0: Oh, was okay, there. okay, fine. Let me scan 89. My big thing is I prefer when people get married when Venus is trying Mars, or at least sextal Mars, because I do find at that point that there's a lot more cooperation mm-hmm. in the latter parts. Now, we will get a Venus conjunct Mars, when Venus and Mars will be in the same sign close together, mm-hmm. right around July the 24th. Yeah, July the 24th, we'll have a Venus trying Saturn, and a Venus trine Uranus. Let's go a little deeper here. Okay. Ah, here it is. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'd say right around August 4th. Well, wow, my next year's oh. birthday. Uh, 89's birthday when well, I'm 41 is going to be happening here. We're going to have Mars trine Saturn and Mars trine Uranus and Venus trine Saturn on that day. Venus and Mars are almost conjunct. They're both in Virgo. It's hard-working marriage. It yeah. looks like a workaholic marriage, but it looks to be pretty stable at that point. Because you have Mercury trine Saturn and Mercury trine Uranus coming up. So that's a pretty good day. I'd say sometime July, August of 89. Good luck, okay?
1: Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Lila is an Aries Leo rising. Hi, Lila. Hi, how are you? Hi, you. Good. i doing your show. You are? What level are you?
1: Yes. I think uh striving for four.
0: <laughs> striving for four. Very yeah. good. That's humble of you. <laughs> okay, what can we do for you? So I
1: just like to... i have gone through kind of a crazy period for a couple of months prior. I'm out of it now. And I just like to know what's kind of coming up.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean crazy? Have you just had a lot of unbalance in your life? Correct. Okay, you've kind of been striving for balance your whole life, it looks like here. Uh, maybe. How about the area of relationships? Is that part one of the unbalanced areas? Yes. yes. Okay, have you broken up with someone? Yes. Okay, have you gotten over it yet? Yes. Okay, that's good. It's Step one, have you had a career change yet? No, not yet. Okay, are you thinking about that?
1: I have been thinking about that.
0: Okay, that might be step two. And step three is: Have you spent a lot of money recently? No. Okay, because you don't have much. No. Okay, that's that's step four. You're totally right. Okay, now you also gonna get on top of all this, you need a rest. You need a place to recharge. Because I, I think, think
1: I've just done that.
0: Okay, well, you're doing that. You sure you've done that enough?
1: I'm still doing it. Okay, good. How oh, nice, great. Uh,
0: yeah, you do have a lot of psychic ability. Yes. And psychic intuition with Mercury and Venus in Pisces, and also Pluto in Cancer. So if you make use of your intuition and let it guide you without resisting, then I think you'll have your best advisor right nearby. Okay. Oh, great. Good luck. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Now we'll go over here to Mario Rodriguez on line number seven, Gemini Sag rising. Hi, Mario. Hello, Farley. How are you? Hey, guy. How you doing, Mr. Pretty good. Delicious topic. Congratulations. Thank you. And what level do you think you're on? I'm trying to climb up before. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Trying to get there. Cool. Just
1: a little hard work. We're getting there. Okay. Listen, what I was going to ask you is if you can see, well, basically one of the same questions that the other guy did, uh, Chris. I'm in the process that I want to get married. Uh, My girlfriend, I want to try to find out what do you see as far as compatibility?
0: If you can tell me an approximate time for marriage. Okay. What's her birthday? She was born in uh, July 8th, 1963. You're recording this, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> I, get, I hear the beeper. By FCC regulations, I hear the beeper. July 8th, 1963. This is Soulmates. You know, she's got Mars and Virgo, and you have Venus and Taurus, and even though they're not exactly trying each other, they are trying each other, and you're both shown a long, happy marriage. As far as your situation's concerned, it almost doesn't matter when you get married, as long as you get married before the full moon, about two weeks. Before the full moon? Yeah, not during a Mercury retrograde, and try to avoid saying your vows during a void course moon too. Okay. And other than that, you know, July and August will be a good time for you too. Okay. July or August? Next year, yeah. Next year. Yes. Terrific. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Have a good one. See you later, beeper. <laughs> okay. I'm Farley Malloris, and you are listening to a special two hour edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. We are here on K Fox Redondo Beach, ninety three point five FM, weekdays at twelve noon to one o'clock. Tuesdays traditionally from 12 noon to 2 o'clock. We're going to talk to some more callers. Let's go to Elaine, a Cancer Libra Rising supporter. Hi, Elaine, how are you?
1: Hi, good, how are you?
0: Superior. Great. I love Cancer moons. Really? Moon trying my moon. I'm having a great day.
1: (laughs) Well, I just was listening to your program a couple weeks ago, but I've had my chart done before, so I have 12 Libra 34 rising. Oh,
0: you want to check that then? Did you want the Sabian symbol on that?
1: Well, actually, I just wanted to find out, um, I guess, a general scan.
0: Okay, that sounds fair enough.
1: I just accepted a job offer today, so I want to see how that will go.
0: I think it'll go great. I think the energies for accepting a job offer and a new beginning right now are really good for you. And uh, I also think that overall, your life would go quite well as long as you stay confident and optimistic and avoid confusion. It's real important for you to make choices and not procrastinate. You know what I mean by that?
1: Um... Yes,
0: I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused about that one, yeah, Bartlett. Yeah, when you have Venus and Gemini, a lot of times it's difficult to make the right decisions, the timing, and you miss the boat a lot of times because of the fear of making mistakes or making wrong choices. Mm-hmm. And Geminis evolve by making wrong choices. You know, it's like you can't find out the truth until you experiment to find out which one has the That's truth.
1: Good. I always feel I have to try something to
0: know. Very good. And uh, overall, I think spiritually, you are evolving at a rapid pace. Your intuition is lifting for you. You are shown tremendous growth in that area. And I think that as long as you don't worry so much and try to keep down your nervousness, you'll be fine. Okay?
1: Okay, thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Let's go to Mary now, a Cancer with Gemini rising. Or is that a Leo? Uh Gemini. Oh, Gemini. Do you know what level you are, Mary? I would say almost four,
1: hopefully. Wow,
0: so most of my listeners look like they're level three headed for four. That's great.
1: Yeah, hi, Asia, too.
0: Oh, you want to say hi to Asia? Somebody thank said you. hi to you. Hi. hi <laughs> Well-behaved four-year-old. I said that God was a black woman, and she went, "That's right. Is that is that right, Asia? Is God a yes. black?" Yes. Oh, let's see. God is a black woman. I knew it. <laughs> okay. What can we do for you, hi? I'd
1: like a general scan, if I could.
0: A general scan. Yeah. Okay. Let's go over here and see what's going on. You know what? You have a twelve Gemini rising, which exactly trines Elaine's Libra rising at twelve. Wow. You would make excellent friends.
1: Oh
0: yeah. A twelve twelve air trine in rising signs is one of the highest forms of compatibility. If she were a man, you could probably get married. Ah. (laughs) Unless, if you were both gay, you could also get married. You are shown great wealth and tremendous improved relationships this next three years. You are shown quite a surge.
1: Really? Have
0: you seen any of that lately?
1: It's starting.
0: Yeah. What are you into? I want to buy stock in it. Well, I'm an actor. Oh, an actor. Mm -hmm. Wow, I think you're going to be outstanding. Yeah? Yeah, you're shown superstardom here. Oh, wow. I want your autograph. I think, You really are a nice girl, Mary. In fact, you are a very hardworking girl, and you have extremely high ethics with Venus and Mars and Virgo. You probably like to focus on your work. Yeah. So when other people try to get into your life, it's like saying, well, work's got to come first. It's like a lot of your passion and a lot of your desire is focused on your ambition. Yeah, it is. I know you, don't I? Yeah. Yeah, it's like Mary needs lots of patience with everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you, Mary. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go over here. Did you have a comment about something, Vicky? It looked like <laughs> Vicky's having a great time. okay. who's next? Go over here, line number three and talk to Rick who is a Capricorn Libra rising. Hey, Rick. Yes, far. You're having fun today. Oh, my gosh. I got you. I don't believe it. How are you? Fine. Uh, did, what level are you? Oh, me? You know, I'm a 12. I don't know about you guys. You're a 12? You know <laughs> God bless you, Rick. I know your ego's intact. No, no. I'd like to think of myself as kind of going between a 3, a 4, and a 5, but, uh, you know, I'm trying. I don't know. You're a nice guy, Rick. Anyway. Okay.
1: Um, So what I'd like to I have a question before I go for my FGS, my Farley General Scan. Um, <laughs> You know what it is? It's like I spend so much time trying to develop my relationship with myself and with other people, and essentially just trying to find out, you know, my true spiritual self. But my Capricorn says, you know, you're neglecting your career. So I'm wondering if it's possible to spend too much time doing that, maybe escaping or maybe just neglecting the career altogether.
0: I think people put too much emphasis on career. That's my Capricorn, I think. Yeah, I think that career as we know it is going to be a thing of the past. I think that because we're in a capitalistic society, that we're in a very competitive world. And because of that competition, a lot of us want to win because we know what the prize is, money, power, recognition, and such. And because of the way we were conditioned, it's kind of counter the spirit. Yeah. So I do think that as we move into the 21st century, that a lot of de-emphasis is going to be placed on career because everyone's going to be a success. Everyone's going to be united. Yeah. And I think a part of you knows this.
1: Well, I know that because I do spend a lot of time, and when I plug into my, I guess, when I plug into the universe, I know it's right, you know. Uh-huh. But I guess the outside, the external, because I am career-oriented, it kind of pulls at me and says, hey, come on, you're neglecting this part of
0: you, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think your career has to do with being a new-age teacher, too. Uh, that I know. And when you uh, adhere okay. to that, you'll be an automatic success, in my opinion. Well, I think so, too. Okay, I got to go, guy. Okay, thanks, Farley. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and uh yeah, let's, we got time for another caller here. Let's go to Rose on line one uh Virgo. Hi, Rosa. Hi, how are you? Fine, I'm having a great time. What level are you, Rosa? I have no idea. I believe
1: number three going to four.
0: Okay, so what can we do for you, Rosa?
1: Well, I would like just a general scan. I'm losing my job this Friday, and I have applied for different places, so I want to know how I looks.
0: Well, you know, Rosa, you have a Leo Moon. As a Virgo, you are shown to be more of a leader or a boss than a worker. Do you ever feel like you could be the boss? Oh, yes. Yeah, you should try to get into management or supervision. But you also have a good a shoulder to cry on here. You make an excellent counselor, and a lot of your friends probably come to you with their problems anyway, especially on the job. The boss might say, why are you talking to these people? You should be working, you know. Yes. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I do think that basically you are headed for a wonderful period in your life. You might get in touch with the counselor, maybe the astrologer inside of you when you get your chart done. And I do see immediate employment happening for you, almost imminent, so just keep the faith, okay? Great. Thank you, Rosa. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's another edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Hope you liked it. See you real soon, weekdays on the Fox at 12 noon. Bye-bye.